Um, well, it's Thursday night here in uh, rainy Brisbane, which is a, a rarity for us uh, for Queenslanders. We're so used to the sunshine. And so um, tonight, 7 o'clock, Queensland, 8 o'clock, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania and ACT. And our good friends in Western Australia, of course, 5 o'clock. Our friends over the ditch, it's uh, 9 o'clock. And uh, in the UK, it's... Uh, Actually, sorry, 10 o'clock in New Zealand, and it's 9 o'clock in the UK. 1 o'clock for our friends on the west coast of the United States and Canada. Anyway, so um, without further ado, um, just below me, obviously we come from down under, we've got Becky Prothero, and over on the right-hand side, if you look on the screen, is my co-host and um, Julia Chai. Julia's going to introduce um, Vic to you, and we'll I'll sit in the background, just do all the little editing and directing and producing like I normally do and just a mere male who follows what the females have to tell me. <laughs> Thank you Jeff. Hello, welcome everyone. Thanks for coming in online and listening to Dreaming the New Dream. Yes, we're delighted to have Vicky Prothero with us. She is a board member of the Australian Association of Reflexology. Um, today, we were meant to have Selena Poyser on but she had to pull out last minute so we're delighted to have Vicky Prothero joining us. She's been in this field of uh, attending to people's health through the magic interface of the feet for um, over a decade. And um, Vicky is very knowledgeable in other areas. So welcome to the show, Vicky. Thank you, Julia. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> it's nice to be Great. here. Um, thank you for inviting me to talk tonight. So Vicky, I know you're very good at talking because you've you've taught and you're um, you often do introductions and teach people as well as uh, if you've been to the Mind Body Spirit Festival, your organisation has a stand there and you're often manning the stage. But let's just wind back to uh, your path as to how you, you know where you grew up. You're a country girl, aren't you? Yes, I'm from Grafton. So um, yes, very much a country girl enjoy the simple things in life <laughs> they're the best of course um and coming from the country i guess you in learn to enjoy um natural things natural beauty like the outdoors and as i've grown i've decided that um reflexology is um a really good way to help with um, your health naturally. It's a non-invasive type therapy that's um, that's natural and it supports um, your natural health. And at the moment, from it, what I understand, is that you've you've worked with uh, with with all ranges of humans, from from babies to pregnant mothers to uh, the elderly. You know, you've got clients that have been visiting you for over five years that are sort of like over their eighties and their eighties and nineties. So you've been yeah. been dealing with a very wide range of feet. <laughs> so, and I'm interested, right. of course, as a Qigong teacher, because you know there is always this huge emphasis on the feet. Um, but it, I always find it very hard to explain why. So what made you, what led you to choose to focus on the feet? Well, 20 years ago, when I, um, after working full time, um, I decided that I wanted to study something. So I went along to the College of Natural Medicine in Water Street here in Brisbane. And the um, lecturer got up and was talking about reflexology. And I, at the time I thought, Oh, yeah. And then he said the magic word of, oh, you know, like it's um, from the Egyptian era. And at that time, I was absolutely mad keen on anything Egyptian. Um, and um, he was basically saying that even back in those times, they knew the um, importance of looking after your health through the massage of your hands and your feet. And so I thought, oh, I need to know more about this. And so I did a two-year um, 
course at the college um, and I was absolutely ecstatic to come out with all this new knowledge and start um, teaching and giving that information and passing it on to family and friends. And, like, the fascinating things that you can learn about the feet, um, you know, the fact that there's 26 bones in each foot, 107 ligaments and 19 muscles, not to mention the nerves in the foot. So I just find it absolutely astounding that the photo that you see there, you have the big toe, which is your head, and then coming down the side of the foot on the inside, um, you've got the spine, which is basically our body within that foot. And then you've got all of the organs as well on, on the foot um, within what we call zones. And uh, when you're treating the foot, you can feel it's just a feeling um, when you, you're working the foot that you get. Um, and to start with, I like all people are starting out, you don't exactly, you know, have that confidence. But over the years, um, tuning in really makes a difference. Um, and doing that, you um, release tensions within the foot. Um, we're not doctors. And we can't say, hey, you know, but generally I find when I'm working the foot, you'll find an ouchy spot and you'll say, oh, that's such and such, say your neck. And, and they'll say, oh, I have been having trouble with my neck lately. And so um, we are, believe that you treat the body as a whole, um, but um, you would come back and give that area a little bit of extra help to support um, homeostasis is what we call it, where the body is in natural balance. Um, and so I just found it absolutely fascinating that every part of our body is on our feet. Um, and it's the last thing that anybody ever thinks about is your feet. And without your feet, you go nowhere. So you, we travel through life and until we actually get sore feet, or something happens in that regard, we don't even consider um, what we do with our feet. So taking care of our feet, to me, is a pre preventative measure to keep us healthy. So Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, d I didn't realise that the Egyptians had been to, um, stressing feet. I mean, I know the Tibetans and the Indians and the Chinese do that as well, and, and the Native American Indians. Mm. So... And I guess you're right, we do take our feet for granted until something isn't working. Um, so just on this idea of this kind of user interface on the feet, you know, sort of why do you think there are, you know, it's like a keyboard or an alert button. Why, why do you think there are, that the body is actually designed that way, that we've got these nerve endings or connections to the whole and body connections. And in there? Yeah, it's, to be honest, I don't have the answers to all of this sort of thing because, as I said, I'm not a doctor. But I just know that when I'm working on a person's foot um, or the hands, um, it tends to relieve pain um, in certain areas. Um, people say to me, oh, I can feel that energy going up my feet, um, so I believe that when we're working or when I'm working on a person's foot, you're not only, reflexology is not only working the physical, but um, the emotional, the mental and the energetic of the foot as well, systems of the foot as well. So, um, you know, I might have a client say, um, and I'm working on their foot and they start to cry, you know, that sort of thing. So you are working obviously on an area of an emotional type for them that's bringing up some sort of a memory, allowing them to release that. Um, and like I don't go into it unless they're telling me 
unless the client is actually talking to me and because I find in, in a session, because they're all individual, um, I allow the client to um, say what's happening within the session. So if they want to go to sleep, I mean, I can still work the foot and still know what's happening in in that person's body and work different areas for them. But they obviously need that sleep. Um, so I allow that. If they just talk and want to talk, 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 often I find that whatever they're talking about is something that's relevant. It might be releasing for them. So I just allow that process to happen um and it's basically there i'm there to support them in what their body needs um rather than you know be saying oh you know you better run to the doctor there's something happening here or whatever um and i find that personally i use reflexology as well for um things that are happening in my life and it has helped me with um, situations like, you know, I have had thyroid um, and that's not self-diagnosed, that's through the doctors because I believe we all have a place and for me, reflexology is a preventative medicine and that way it's, it's a natural um, therapy that helps support the body mind, spirit, and um, your mental and emotional bodies all at once. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we all agree. I think most of us have had the um, luck or the pleasure of having a foot massage or a reflexology session, and we know it feels really good, but we have no clue how it works. Jeff, have you had have you had the opportunity, the benefit of having a reflexology session before? Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it, mate. Um, I just put this one up here. This chart it's really quite interesting because I noticed that when they work on your feet there, and particularly um, you feel like it's muscle, but then as you can see on this chart. It's almost look all those bones. It's actually almost like yes. bone doctors, isn't it? You know, like it's like those African witch doctors and throughout. Well, like I said, that <laughs> there are twenty six bones in each foot, which 20. um, it's quite substantial when you look at it. Like your phalanges, your metatarsals, um, which. You know, I, your phalanges are the actual toes. The metatarsals are the next long bones down um, all the way back to your calcaneus. Um, so, um, yes, and the fact that um, you have nerves attachments and um, muscle attachments to all of those bones which um, support our health. So if you have blockages in any of those um, areas, um, massaging will help um, allow the flow um, both ways. Yeah, I think it's awesome because um, yeah, once you get past the muscular or the skin, I mean, the skin is the, the largest organ in our body and, and you can get it a is. lot of sensations and feelings from that. Then they actually go through the muscular side of things and then hit these bones. You know, I remember that, remember that song, you know, them bones, them bones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went through the whole body, you know, singing that song. Got to go to the main. But um, look, not only is it in the feet, you know, it's in the ears as well. Where you sort of get those, those little acupressure points, and then you get onto the skull, and you activate all those sensory points on the skull. I mean, the body has some remarkable features to it, and all you just have to do is basically find individuals such as yourself who can actually enlighten you on the path um, in, in an environment which is nurturing and caring and, and and I feel sorry for our medical practitioners who spend all those years in a university focal point with very little knowledge on nutrition and, um, and end That's up true. in an office with 
fluoro tubes and all that stuff and they miss out on vitamin D. That's if that's if they uh, mm. are working full time and not getting out in the sun and enjoying themselves. So um, that's why you're on the radio. That's why you're here tonight. And wherever time you're, you're watching the show, you go and catch up with reflexologists. I mean, it's just an awesome experience. I mean, females are more driven to going to spas and going to um, those facilities there where the, the Asian girls, more than anybody else I've seen, does all the um, pediatrician types. What do you call it? That's all your foot stuff, you know, they get all your dead skin off your body and off your feet. Oh, it's fantastic. What do you call that? Oh, um, pedicure? pedicure, pedicure, yeah, that's it. Well, you girls are right into it. I mean, um, there's only <laughs> one place in the world and ended up in Asia, and I went and got one of those. Oh, geez, you, you feel like um, walking on air, isn't it? It's a really fantastic. So, you girls have got an advantage over us blokes by doing all these spa things. You know? So, I take my hat off to you girls, it's really good. We're probably more yeah, adventurous in that regard, in that we're willing to at least try something at least once. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you'd actually be surprised in, um, you know, in Tibet where they do all those, um, they do these really long walks, pilgrimages, and, um, you know, they're out in the snow and the cold, but they will always do a hand and foot massage for themselves in the evenings. And um, mm. even when I was doing martial arts, you know, our martial art instructor was saying, you know, every every evening you've got to wash your feet and be gentle to them and nice to them. And I think that's about releasing. Same thing in China is, in the old days when they didn't have showers, they would still always have a warm foot bath. And I think in Japan, the same thing. Always mm. have a warm foot bath in the evening, even if they don't can't have a shower, but they will always wash their feet. So, I, And, you know, in mm. the Bible as well, it's about washing the feet, cleansing it, because um, I think there's just something about doing that which signals to your body that you can release, release mm. that you've yeah. picked up during the day. Day and, let, um, and let go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was going to say um, biblical times, that was something that they used to do after, you know, when they were invited to people's homes, um, walking such a lot, because they did walk everywhere back then, you know, take their sandals off and bathe their feet before dining with um, people as well, like you say. Um, and it's a part of... Uh, of ancient history that they obviously knew taking care of your feet is important. And um, and that, I think that's something that we should all think about today, that how important uh, looking after your feet is or are. I do recall mm -hmm. meeting a fellow, um, a geopathic stress um, guy, and he used to talk about the energy field on the um, and the many volts that the earth puts out and as you walk across it, you're actually getting earthed and you're part of the the circuitry system between man and the um, and the planet as you walk around barefooted. And um, mm. it was doing a pendulum demonstration of that. That was quite phenomenal. And I, I recall some years later um, where in America, the, the top shoe salesman was invited to go to Africa and um, to sell shoes. And so when he arrives in Africa, he then sends a telegram and he says, I'm coming home. No one wears any shoes. Of course, some decades later, another guy goes over there from the company and uh, sends a telex and says, great news. No one wears any shoes. So um, it's just a take on the concept that when you do walk around with bare, foot, bare feet, you know, you, your feet do harden up and they become more you become more earthed to the fact you feel and you can sense what's going on. And I think deep, uh, there's a psyche there that triggered a lot of people in the, in the planet here to go and watch a movie called Avatar because of that connection with the um, with the earth and the trees and the spirit. That is a brilliant movie. I've yeah. watched it several times. Lovely. Yeah, well, when we're walking on the ground outside, especially on wet grass and that, you are being grounded, which um, does allow you to be in tune with nature. And I think we all possess that, that we need to be um, grounded. And um, 
in tune with nature, especially with everything that's happening at the moment, you know. Um, there's so much fear out there. And um, a card that I picked up tonight, actually before off the show, it basically says, you know, where there is um, fear, where there is love, there is no fear, and where there is um, fear, there is no love. And so, um, you know, I do little things like that most days um, to make me aware of um, the intent that you put into your work. Um, it's important that, you know, um, when I have a client that I'm giving 100% to them, and I feel that um, that's um, something that I am very much aware of. Um, I'm pretty sure that any reflexologist would be, um, and they, they're in tune with themselves so they can support um, their clients and their customers in health. Yeah, I think many, many people don't realise the, um, just continuing on that foot, foot health and um, the relationship to fear and love because we all know that our lower chakra is the root sacral and mm. um, the plexus that, you know, they, they relate to our interactions on earth, you know, being fight and flight or being able to project and um, protect and project, etc. You know, they these lower chakras are actually not fed by the upper energies are actually supported by Mother Earth. Many people don't realize they keep on just sort of topping up from the top. But these mm. ones, um, the lower, you know, if, if they're not supported, if they're not open, and they only get supported and open if we um, have good leg health and hip health and, and oh, foot health. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like that inverted pyramid from the Merkabites that 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 connection has to be so strong and you just have to be able to feel supported and confident when we walk, when we stand, when we sit. Otherwise, those energy centres are short of energy and when they're short of energy, that's when we feel that we're short of something and we start go looking for the attention or energy outside or yeah. for the protection or the support from other, other people. So then we give away our power and yes. um, then we can get hooked in. Right. And that's another reason why I started doing like the Qigong as well for myself personally to charge up my energy so that um, I'm capable of being able to give to others. Because without that, you know, um, it's very, it can be very draining to be forever doing, um, working on other people and in their energy fields. So, for me, learning the Qigong and learning my own energies and, and being able to replenish that, um, you can help and support others through that. And that's, to me, what reflexology is about, um, relaxation. Um, a lot of people um, come that uh, aren't sleeping very well and they find a lot of my clients say they sleep like a baby after reflexology. And I feel that it's just the fact that um, they're letting go and um, allowing their um, body to um, harmonise and balance into a state of homeostasis. So, yeah. And yeah, all right, Jeff, go. Jeff. Oh, no, I was just going to remark on the fact that... Um, just carry on from the previous conversation I was giving. I know that um, when you're a drunk and you're staggering or walking home, if you want to call it such, and then you might collapse on the front lawn and end up sleeping on the front lawn. Um, you wake up the next morning, you're completely sober because you've actually, your whole body's connected with the earth and um, you get completely grounded. There's, there's some aspect there that place that's a lost um, source of knowledge so um, mm. coming back to the reflexology I mean you are working with that 
sensory pad called the feet to be able to stimulate what people have actually covered up with socks, which could be nylon or rayon polyester type socks or woolen socks mm -hmm. or cotton socks. And then you've got uh, some other you know, synthetic sole of a shoe. So um, where you're wearing leather um, soles, but really um, that grounding really needs to be such that you need to be able to walk around uh, barefooted on the grass or on the earth or on the beach. I mean, that's remarkable yeah. scene to see around the world where people will gravitate to the beach and walk endlessly depending on how long mm. the beach just to be part and parcel of the of walking amongst the, the water's edge and taking in the ozone of the of the ocean itself there's, there's so much to what uh, just needs to be reawakened in our in human consciousness isn't it yeah Personally, I, I, that's one of my favourite things to do, walk along the beach. And people probably don't realise as they're walking along the beach in the different sands, um, they're actually, of course, massaging their feet. But it is because it's such a coarse, um, some of the sands, such coarse um, particles, they're actually giving their foot a scrub as you're walking along. And the water, like you say, is cleansing. Um, and yes, you're getting back to nature. I, I find it personally very um, calming, very relaxing. And I, I guess a lot of people would, would find that way too. Vicky, mm. can I just ask you about, because I always get asked about this as a Qigong teacher, when people we talk about the feet and the importance of feet, they say, oh, I've got flat feet. In your experience as a reflexologist, what what you know is that like an inherited condition, or does that happen because we're not doing a certain type of exercises, or is it a bone structural issue? What what's your take? Well, on it is thing? a structural issue, um, and yes, um, it can um, be inherited. Um, but these days, you know, like with podiatrists. Um, and they can actually help support the foot with the different um, uh, wedges and and reflexology would assist as well with that because it would all be to do with balance, as you would know, Julia, you know, like um, it, it, our spine and all the um, bones in the foot help with our balance. Um, as do our muscles, so um, it would impede on a person's gait, the way they walk. Um, so, yes, you definitely um, would help and could help um, with reflexology. And Support. tell us some of, the, um, some of the kind of connections people wouldn't expect um, with reflexology, like, you know, I know that you've worked with the Logan in, in Logan at the Women's Centre for a long time. You know, sort of what what are the sort of most sort of um, for you marvelous or amazing kind of connections or changes that you've um, been um, able to see? One of my very first clients um, after when I started out, um, she came along and said to me, "Oh, the doctors have told me I cannot have children. I have endometriosis." And I thought, oh, okay. So like a good practitioner, you go along and you um, learn all about um, how you can support the person. And I basically said to her, well, to me, it's a matter of if you close your mind to that and, and say, well, that has to be correct, that's true, um, then maybe you will have difficulties. But um, through relaxation and doing um, reflexology every week, um, she ended up falling pregnant and she came back to me and every week I told her um, to come along and have some reflexology and um, she did so and she had uh, a, a natural birth, no problems. Um, Mum and bubs were really well um, and... When I first met the baby, because the baby was used to hearing me from 
the outside, she flung her foot out at me um, as if to say, hello, I know you sort of thing. And to me, I was just absolutely flabbergasted that you, that, um, you have that much of an impact on a person and their life. And they were just so grateful that um, they could have a child. So it does help in ways that I, well, as I was just starting out, of course, you don't know whether that can be so or not. And it was, um, to me, that was beautiful um, that uh, she wrote me a beautiful letter and, and came back to see me and, and we took photos. And I've even got a photo of me with the with the, the daughter and her, her foot sticking out. I just couldn't believe how um, amazing to me that was that the baby knew my voice through through all those sessions. So um, I believe, you know, reflexology has its place like, like doctors and every, everybody else, you know. And you never know unless you give it a go. It's not for everybody. Not everybody's going to enjoy reflexology. I've known a few men, may I say, that say that I really hurt them. And, like, I do the same pressure on all people. So I, I don't know. My 94-year-old my, my and now even 100-year-old um, clients say, you know, get in there, get in there and work it. And, and so I do. But, you know, like you always say to your clients, tell me so that I can work to your, but I, I know at one stage I was invited to um, work um, at, a, at a work site um, in the medical room and um, a lady came to me because she had a carpal tunnel and um, she was finding it very, very um, restrictive in her movements. And so I started working on her and um, suggested some um, dietary things for her to do, as well as giving her exercises. Because I, I believe giving the clients exercises is a good thing because it allows them to take control of, of their life and their um, health and anyway after I did my little uh, because I worked on her hands of course um, she didn't want to go back to work she said oh I feel this is just wonderful but another gentleman um, the next week after working on his feet he said oh no I'm not going back to her she was far too painful he he did he was just about to have back surgery. So I guess it's one of those things, you know, you can go down the the pathway of surgery and, and yeah, it's a, a natural thing to do. But I would try, for anybody out there that's, that's listening, try um, the natural therapies um, and see if something else doesn't help you along the way um, rather than... Um, if that be the case that you have to have surgery in the end, then you have to have surgery. But try other um, modalities um, and uh, natural therapies and see if they can't help you. So, Vicky, just out of interest, and, and I know that you know, I'm laughing when you're talking about the, um, you know, you're being very truthful about, you know, the, the different experiences people have had with you, but... Um, You've you've actually before you became caring and nurturing, you started, you started off being quite the opposite. I'd say very masculine, very young, sort of like you know, because you spent a lot of time working in the Australian for the Defence Force. You actually, um, yeah, I think where you got received commendation on, or acknowledgement of that, didn't you? Oh yes, I mean it was. I did uh, 15, uh, 15, 12, 20 years um, with the Defence Force. The Armour Reserve, I started out um, the Armour Reserves um, with um, 41 Battalion in Grafton, um, which is a male-dominated type activity, I guess, but um, I was very much drawn to 
all of that sort of thing. I loved being, you know, um, learning the survival techniques. Um, it taught me discipline. Um, I've had, I've actually had men say to me, you're amazing. How come you're always on time? And it's just something that's natural in, in me. It's, you know, um, I, if I'm saying to somebody I'm going to be at somewhere at a certain time, I generally am there on time. Um, and I don't know. Um, I enjoyed the times that I had with the, uh, the army. Uh, definitely taught me a lot of things and um, it's like anything, isn't it? You know, you have your good days and your bad days and sleeping out in under the stars and getting wet and being cold and being hungry and, you know, doing all those sort of things and having um, certain... I think I grew up with um, that competition with the male <laughs> through through going. <laughs> Actually, I for a long time in my life, I feel as though I was more male-orientated than I was ever female-orientated. It's only later in life I've become a quieter, gentler type of person. So, yes, <laughs> more mothering. That's great. So, and so you started off, um, you know, at 17, you, you joined the reserves and uh, and uh, I'm just sort of a quick shout out to the audience. If you've joined us, we're talking to Vicky Prothero, who is a wonderful reflexologist, uh, but uh, and Jeffrey Shaw on Dreaming the New Dream. Just a quick shout out to our visitors, our guests, our audience, Steve and Helen and Dragika. Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions or comments, you know, do put them in. So you started off at 17 and you were at the Australian Defence Force as an Army Reservist and um, what was your, did you have other jobs at the same time or, you know, sort of what happened between then and becoming interested in reflexology? Oh, a lot. A lot happened between then. But short version. <laughs> short version is um, I, I left school, went and did a day secretarial studies course I was chosen to um, be a, a computer um, work work on computers and whatever in in Grafton, and uh, decided against that, and uh, left Grafton to go to Sydney to the big big smoke at the age of seventeen um, to gain more experience, I guess, and to see the world. <laughs> um, and that's where I um, joined Australia Post. I was with Australia Post for um, 20 years or 19 years. Uh, became a manager. And I guess that's, um, you know, getting married and having three children and then deciding that children are, and being a manager, you tend to uh, have other priorities rather than the children as such. So you, I decided that the children are more important than, than money and, and uh, I decided to leave work when I had my third child, Aaron, and um, be a stay-at-home mum, which was very difficult for me because I was never one to just be a stay-at-home mum. <laughs> I found it very difficult. So I decided when Aaron was two, um, oh, between then I went off to school and did all that school things with kids, learning to read and helping out there. I was the um, president of the PNF with at the boys' school, um, like you do. And I must admit, I loved that time to be able to... Um, be there for their special days, uh, you know, when they were doing race days or they had sports days and um, being able to be in the tuck shop or 
helped the school out when it, whenever and wherever was needed. Um, I found that very fulfilling at that time. Um, and then when Aaron was about two, I realised he needed a bit more children of his own age. So I went out and did some study and he went and to kindy. And that's how the reflexology started because I, I knew I wanted to do something um, and I love people, have a love of um, and and healing. And like I said, it's non-invasive. You can do reflexology anywhere, you know, like um, and even during COVID, while COVID was um, well and truly hit Brisbane, and we were closed down. We were told by the government we had to um, close down, which amazed me because massage was still allowed to operate, but reflexologists weren't. And that was fine. But I still had people that I kept in contact with and they asked me questions and and I sent them, um, you know, photos of points and and explain to them what exercises they should do to help them so even though I wasn't there in person I still supporting people through um, either phone calls or um, facetiming them a zoom so um, yeah So one of these yeah, things beforehand was um, you, you mobile, so you actually go out and um, the concept that you mentioned off air was um, it's for a lot of elderly people. Is that something yeah. that um, currently with um, NDIS, do you get organisations who are involved in NDIS who come in and support? Well, their... people, some reflexologists do work with NDIS. I don't particularly have anybody at this stage. Um, mine are mainly um, either the elderly or there's maternity or um, uh, diabetes, a uh, lot of uh, back aches, uh, different things like that. So, um, and with my elderly, um, you know, lymphatic type things, helping um, mobility because they're aware of once um, you're no longer mobile, you're either stuck in a chair or, or the bed. Um, and there's an old Chinese, I think it's Chinese proverb or whatever, you die from your feet up. And um, one of my teachers basically said that. And I, at the time I thought it was strange that they would say such a thing. But it's true because as you get older, you don't move as much and so then you end up either sitting in a chair or you're in a bed and and um, you're not as mobile as what you used to be. So you're no longer moving all of those, um, like your lymph around or the blood around your body. I mean, I know the heart pumps your blood, but... Um, So that's why I feel that the feet are very important, uh, a very important part of our body that we should um, really keep uh, stimulated. Yeah, I'll I don't that know. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware, but there are two places here in Brisbane. Um, there's uh, Walcott Park in Red Hill that has what we call a reflexology park path. That you walk along the path and the stones um, massage your feet. And there's one at Stretton. There are signs. It was put up through the um, Brisbane Council. Um, at the time, we had a member um, that was on the council and he um, advocated for it. You know, so he helped along the way with all the paperwork because there's quite a bit of paperwork to be done too allow these things but it helped with um the community as well um to come together um and um i know there at stretton they've got a big yin and yang 
and the um, they helped with um, the placing of the stones and um, as a community. So, um, and they they do their exercises in the park of a morning, and you can walk along the different stones and it stimulates your feet. Where is that again? There's uh, one in Stretton. I can't tell you the actual name of the street, but it's it's off um, Compton Road, and there are signs to um, that say Reflexology Path, and the other one is um, at Red Hill. It's Wilcock Park, Wilcock Park, um, and we do um, or we have been doing Reflexology in the park there once a month we were before COVID came along we haven't started up again as such um but i think that is something that will start up again and it's a donation of a gold coin it's basically to make the people in the area aware of reflexology hmm. so here's an idea vicky because um vicky is uh for the audience vicky is also a you know is a um is an active director, a very director of the Australia Reflexology Association. So if you had an old age centre or if you had a local community that wanted to get or make a path, uh, a path like that. And in Asia, we, we have them all over the place and everyone just goes for, takes their shoes off mm. and walks backwards or forwards or sideways along those paths. If they wanted to actually uh, design one and put one in, would they be able to get in touch with the Reflexology Association of Australia, or what would you recommend they do? Uh, I think they'd probably have to go through the council because we we had to put everything through the council. It's because it, it is a council park. Um, even though well, the gentleman was a member of the council at the time that um, that helped us out. Um, but yes, you would have to go to the local council and see. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, that was probably 10 to 15 years ago that we did that. Uh, and I'm not sure what all the protocol is with councils these days and what they'd have, what they'd require you to do paperwork wise. Because I'm sure a lot of things would have changed in that time. So, yeah. So, um, go along to your local council, I would say. And I'm actually quite interested in, in continuing this thread because, you know, as, as a Qigong teacher, you know that we have a lot of people who are in their 50s, 60s and um, starting to worry about dementia and Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's. And there is this link between the head, the hands and the feet and the head and the brain and the stimulation, mm -hmm. as you say, you know, once you're, you get to that age where you're mm -hmm. starting to worry about walking because you might fall you start worrying about not cycling because you might fall you're not allowed to drive anywhere anymore sort of what what can people who are caring for their elders do to to um you know help them stimulate what would you recommend um i'm always telling people um while you're sitting there um watching tv even you know massaging massaging your thumbs and your fingers and your hands you could do that anybody can do that because um, a lot of people can't reach their feet as such so um and but um you know like even the rollers um i've given elderly people you know the rollers um some people think that um those electronic foot massaging machines are a good idea um, and whilst um, some people say that, well, they are good because they're keeping um, everything flowing and it's not the same as a reflexology treatment. So I, I would definitely say as you're getting older um, and even a friend of mine um, uh, said to me, you know, oh, my mother's elderly um, and I was talking to her about reflexology um, and she came from Sydney. At, so she said, oh, I think that's something that I should do for my mother. And so, you know, if you're caring for your, your parents or elderly people, um, 
get them in contact with somebody that can do a massage for them, reflexology. And like I said, it's not for everybody. People, Some people don't like you touching their feet. <laughs> they are very sensitive. Um, so, you know, um, maybe hand reflexology would be a good thing. And basically anybody could do could do that if they wanted to, you know, um, just massaging. Um, I know um, my late mother-in-law and um, father and uh, stepfather, I would um, massage them when they were in the nursing homes and, um, you know, they'd say to me, oh, it's nothing like the massages that, that they give, like the, the homes, in some homes they do give you massages. They said it's nothing like that. Um, the ones that are, are professional would give you. But even, you know, like um, learning a little bit about massage yourself and going along and doing it for your parents, um, it would all help. So does the Reflexology Association um, have sort of teaching or uh, teaching or is there anywhere anybody could do an introduction to reflexology? So that they could um, help the family members. And I, I used to actually massage my kids' feet or just hold them when they're, you know, just as reassuring. So, you know, I think if, if people are interested, can is there where would you recommend they go and study it? Well, um, there's only here in Queensland, um, there's a diploma course, um, and that's up at the Sunshine Coast at the, um, uh, the College of um, Amaya, Amaya Natural Therapy Academy uh, at the Sunshine Coast. Um, so, but that is uh, a full-on diploma. Um, I don't think there are very many people that actually teach it. I did teach at the Yoronga TAFE, um, but a lot of those weekend courses, they, they closed down. At the time, yeah. So, um, as for um, anywhere else, I'm not sure. To be honest, um, Jeff, what's happening? Oh, it was really, really interesting. I, I didn't realize it. So I should have stopped sharing. It's quite amazing. Um, it's actually how to build a reflexology path. Queensland. Oh, okay. And now join. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just got bloody 15 bloody ads before you get to what you want, isn't it? So, oh, so, okay. Yeah. You carry on talking, girls, and I'll just be the mere male who's cooking up. Oh, and you, you do the male thing in the background. It's <laughs> quite Good on you, Terry. Struck, struck a chord and I thought that's pretty quite phenomenal. Eh? So I've actually found out that um, 124 Lexton Street, Stretton. So there you go. Yeah. And there then, you go. Uh, that's the name of the street. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. And yep. uh, this one over at Red Hill there. Yeah. Yes, at Ashgrove. Yes. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be yeah, a. It's... Sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's quite fun walking them. I have to admit, you know, I, I used to. So when I see the reflexology path, I go, yay, yay, I can do something by my feet, take them off my shoes, and I'm going, ouch, 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 jumping around <laughs> like a rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess over the years, you know, because we have our feet in shoes all the time, you don't realise how soft we do, we've become. So, yeah. And by activating all those different little points, and like you'd know, Julia, it's allowing the energy to flow, to flow naturally and freely through the body. Mm. And I was going to ask you, and I still want to ask you this, because, you know, I love watching babies, how they move their bodies, because they're just so different from, you know, babies move so spontaneously and different, and they have so much more dexterity. You, know, you can watch them curling their toes and arching and, bouncing you get to you know you work with the whole spectrum from babies babies feet to elderly's feet 
so I guess you you would actually over time, you know, I guess it's like a gardener watching watching plants and trees and how they grow. What you know, what have you observed in terms of what the biggest difference is for you between children's feet and adults' feet? Oh goodness, that's a great question. <laughs> I think children are more pliable. Uh, uh, you know, our children are more pliable, which they are. You know, like they they're willing to experiment and go and climb a tree or run out and do this and that. Whereas as you get older, I think subtly you just because we don't move as fast too. I think you know, um, and. Well, everybody's different, but generally our feet are like a map of how you've treated your feet over the years, you know, like some people have never, ever um, given any attention to their feet at all. So, you know, like they're cracked and dry and and that sort of thing. And um, I guess that sort of says a lot about the person's life and their lifestyle. Um but yeah, I don't generally judge people by by their feet as such because um, we're all different uh, and we've all had different lifestyles. But um, you know, like you can tell um, you can tell people's personalities a little bit by their feet too. You know, um, they're stiff, so when you're working them, you know, they're stiff. And then when you're trying to work them, people are trying to control it themselves. And you go, no, you you just sit there and relax. Don't do a thing. I'll do everything. You just, and there are people that tend to not be able to do that, um, allow themselves to relax to a state where they just let go. So, um I guess there's those things that are a little different in the feet. That's interesting. Thanks for sharing that, Vicky. And the other question I was going to ask you, because often we see that on Facebook about the different types of feet, and uh, that they might that they might be re related to different um, uh, cultural, sorry, uh, nationalities. You know, like the Greek toes versus. I know with the Chinese, they sort of say there's a little pointy toe means that they're a dragon in, in ancestor, you know, their ancestors dress. I don't, is there any merit to that or is that just complete rubbish cultural myth? Oh, I'm not sure about the toe business, but I mean, yeah, I've heard that, you know, like people with big, big, the big, big toes, you know, they're very intellectual and, um, you know, the second toe is um, longer than the yeah. first toe. Um you know, that they're very sexually orientated. And to be honest, I haven't I haven't experienced that type of thing as such. But you know, over the years you read many books on all of these things. Um but yes, yeah, so I haven't had that experience myself, as in well, yes, the big toe. The bigger that it is, you would say that person. Um is intellectual because they're using their brain and that type of thing, but yes. Um, beautiful. Yeah. Okay, my last foot related question for you. <laughs> it is yes. a bit of a bugbear, and it's something I pay attention to myself is, you know, with the big toes, um, often when people get older, you can see that the big toe is actually turning inwards. And it's, you know, rather than, you know, when the, when we're young, they're kind of straight. And then after a while, they start, the big toe starts going in. And yeah. um, and then after a while, it just becomes like that. And then you can see that they can't, you know, that the the big toe isn't supporting the, the foot anymore. Is that something that that um, you see a lot? And um, what do you think that's that? Um... Well, no, I... I personally haven't seen a lot of that type of thing. Um, I do see feet that are a bit arthritic as such. Um, but um, even in my elderly clients, um, I haven't had toes that have been deformed like grossly or as you would say. Um, 
So um, to me, um, you know, it would be like an arthritic type thing. Um, and you'd have to sort of find out whether it was painful or not because in a lot of people these things um, go unchecked for years because it, they don't do anything about it until it is painful. Um, or that's what I found from um, my clients. So, um, yeah. Well, there you go. You can do it yourself in the garden. Yeah, look at that's all that. a great idea. So, Jeff, what are they? Are they little little tile discs? Uh, yeah, it's a, a DIY. Yeah, DIY, but... Um, um, a DIY. Yeah, kind of created, um, like a circular thing to sort of give an imprint, and then they've gone, as they've got the uh, concrete there, and they've got a, a white mix in it, and then they've gone and put all the little stones in there and brought them up to the surface. So, virtually, like, Walking on those, um, you know, yeah, you used to have those. Um, is it Doctor Shoal shoes? You know, those sandals thing. Little yes. Spikes. Yeah, so that's what they're actually doing there. You have to be careful with those type of things too. Whilst they are good to do on um, for, but to walk on them every day, um, those type of spiky type things. Um, as sandals, um, you'll find if something hurts, like while you're walking in those shoals sandals, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why you don't see them around much anymore, is because they'll be um, constantly activating nerves in the foot, which after a while will um, start a padding, which then thickens the skin so that it doesn't activate the nerve. Um, walking on the stones is a great thing to do to activate for a while, but you wouldn't do it um, constantly, all day, every day type of thing. It's good to just do as a, a, a one, an occasional type thing. And that's why those shoal um, shoes, uh, I think you'll find, um, have not been around much of recent years because of that very reason. Okay, well, it sounds like Vicky knows a lot about, <laughs> she knows a lot. So if it's painful, um, go and see a reflexologist like Vicky and um, check it out because prevention is the best cure rather it's than preventative medicine. Ignore your feet either, yes. <laughs> So, Vicky, yeah. thank you very much for joining us on the show. Jeff, did you have any more uh, reflexology-related questions for Vicky? Hey, um, do you do um, lymphatic uh, drainage-type work as well? Yes, yes. And there are, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of us that do lymphatic drainage. Yeah. Is it basically with the feet, or are you dealing with um, just working on the body, like a bit like Bowen on the body? Um, well, generally I do the legs and the feet in, in the lymphatic drainage, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you can do lymphatic just from the feet or the hands, but, yeah, I okay. generally work I work up to the knee, do the leg, yeah. Because people don't realise well. how important lymphatic uh, system is in your body and it doesn't have a heart to sort of beat the pump the stuff around, so you've got no. to use natural means or having someone like yourself uh, coming through to just a well with things like COVID around um, you a lymphatic system is very important because it helps with um, fighting off all these invasive things in the body um, and it helps with your immune system so um, yeah you've definitely got to um, make sure that the lymphatic system's working properly and the only way to do that is through um, exercise, movement, um, because it doesn't work um, like the heart has it um, pumping the blood around the body. Um, the lymphatic system doesn't work um, without you using movement of the body of some sort. 
So whether it be through exercise or um, moving your body in some some way, dancing, um, you don't get that um, feel good rush that you need okay. to keep your immune system healthy and happy. Oh, I'm very pleased. Look, um, Julie is uh, going to wind us up. So, um, but it's been a pleasure, Vicky, and um, I just. I was a bit shell shocked there off air before we come on to say that we've met. Hello. It sort of revolves itself, doesn't it? You don't realise. It does. It's a small world. Oh, yeah, very important. Definitely. Thanks Vicky. for having me. Well, thank you very much, Vicky, for coming on very short notice. And uh, to those that are listening to us tonight, thank you for joining us. And uh, on Dreaming the Ninja Dream, you've been listening to Vicky Prospero, super reflexologist, and Jeffrey Schumer, radio owner and host of Dreaming the New Dream and Radio FM 88. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Oh, it's FM. Okay.